Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. And good morning and welcome back to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison, with another episode of Amplify Your Influence. And we are a lively show featuring speakers, authors, and presenters who are on the cutting edge of top-level success in their company. This show will bring you intriguing people across the country who have successfully amplified their influence on stage, television, and other media platforms. And today, we are going to be getting the perspective from our dedicated dude, Hakeem Rahim. And let me tell you a little bit about Hakeem. So Hakeem was diagnosed with mental illness in college, and he's now a recovery and wellness advocate. Uh, He is also a leading voice on mental illness, wellness, and recovery, and Hakeem has a professional background in psychology and higher education with a focus on multiculturalism. Hakeem holds a Harvard bachelor's degree, cum laude, and dual master's from Teachers College, Columbia University, and he is also a keynote speaker helping thousands of youth these days in you know, colleges, uh, universities, also in high schools, middle schools, and you're going to hear from him today as my guest. Hakeem, happy Monday and welcome to the show, and thank you for gracing us with your incredible wisdom and perspectives on today's show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Shelley, and, and this platform uh, for what you're doing. This is, this is great. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Hakeem. And, you know, I I just want to mention to our audience, because, you know, we have a pretty good audience uh, uh, out there. And, and, you know, mental illness and mental wellness, I think, are things that a lot of us cope with every, you know, every single day in different ways. And I know you have a personal story, you know, that you share, which we'll get into that. And I also want to know, want people to know that, you know, you are an advocate who is really shedding the light on mental illness. So let, let's hear about your story, Hakeem, sure. you know, your personal journey, uh, being diagnosed with mental illness in college, and really how it shaped your path to become a recovery and wellness advocate. Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. um, so, so my, my journey began, my, my family, um, we were originally based in Long Island. My family's from, from the Caribbean. Uh, originally, and I think I you know, identity yeah. is is so very important when you're talking about mental health, when you're talking about background. Um, and uh, I went off to I was very, very, very successful in high school. I was a valedictorian of of, of my high school. Um, went mm-hmm. on to Harvard University, 1998, 17 years old. Um, as as so many parents know, you know, it can be uh, an anxiety inducing time for for the, for the oh, parents yeah. and for the students. Um, and for the young people, but also exciting to them. So 1998 um, uh, had no, there's no conversation around mental illness or, or mental health back then. So when I had mm-hmm. my first panic attack, I had no clue what that was. 
So a few friends and I, mm-hmm. we, we were out and, and hanging out, and, and then um, signs, uh, dry mouth, sweaty palms, uh, felt like my stomach mm-hmm. was doing somersaults, and I had no one to turn to. Well, thankfully, you know, one of the things I when I speak on college campuses is I let students know that, you know, one of the best things you can do is just be compassionate, listen to your friend, and, and say that there's nothing wrong. So. One of my friends mm-hmm. said, you know, head back to your dorm room. There's, there's nothing wrong. If, if you're not feeling well, that's mm-hmm. okay. And, and, you know, of course I head back, but I had no idea that, that this was the onset of um, a lifelong uh, challenge, something that's defined um, uh, the majority of my life, which was mental health challenges. Uh, my second mm-hmm. stop with, with, with mental illness was in uh, the end of uh, my freshman year, 1999, where I had my first manic episode and and mania, what that looks like was uh, not sleeping very much, um, not eating very much, and uh, having hallucinations, delusions, seeing and hearing things that weren't real. Um, thankfully, my parents mm-hmm. they got me. They took me to uh, Grenada. So, so my family again is from from the Caribbean, and right. down there they said, you know, our son is stressed. You know, the long year at Harvard. You know, he he probably just needs a chance to to rest, right? Of course, he right, right. But not again, not knowing that that this was something uh, deeper. Um, and of course, again, there's there's no fault, no blame. We just didn't know. Um, and that's one of the key things that that why I do the work that I do is because because people sometimes we just don't know. It's not our fault. We just don't have the information. Mm-hmm. And um, um, then my, my, my third stop, major stop, teenager, was um, 19, and, and that's where I had was hospitalized for my second manic episode. And was hospitalized mm-hmm. for three weeks in a hospital in Queens and began taking mm-hmm. meds. And really that's where um, uh, the journey to, to healing and recovery and having a, having a label for what I was going through um, uh, it didn't, it, you know, and one of the things I talk about is knowing that you're more than your label, more than your, uh, uh, mm. what you've been called. Um, uh, uh, but it was helpful to have a perspective like, oh, this is what I was experiencing. There's a, there's a name for it. Now we can, and mm. I can, and my family, we can begin to deal with it and find a way forward. Mm. Um, so really that, that was sort of the, the initial onset of, of my journey, like so many young people, um, that's kind of the classic age now, and sometimes even younger now, with um, the onset and diagnosis of, of, of mental illness. And of course, you know, there's, yeah. there's so much more to my journey, but I guess we, we, we can get into a little bit more of that as we, as we speak a little bit more. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and, and I just really applaud you, Hakeem, because, you know, being so young and having that experience and, you know, you're at Harvard University. I mean, any student would be, you know, just very um, probably have anxiety knowing that they're at one of the most prestigious colleges, you know, and, and they have to be doing their personal best. Um, so for you, you know, given your professional background in psychology and higher education uh, with the focus on multiculturalism, how do you approach mental health advocacy to really be sure of inclusivity and cultural sensitivity? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think first, first for me is just standing up as a man, as African American, as as mm-hmm. uh, the black man, just to say, hey, listen, it doesn't matter your background. Um, everybody is going through something. So I think the one of the key things around around stigma and stigma reduction is mm-hmm. uh, having people who look like you um, or having people who have common experiences say that, hey, me too, this is mm-hmm. what happened to me, and is everything perfect? Um, mm-hmm. Is the journey perfect? No, but, but there is uh, a possibility for, for health. There is a possibility for healing, and there is a possibility for something else. So the first thing is just showing up you know, showing up in, in presence um, of who I am, um, it, it, what I've found many times, it helps others to say that, you know what, given all your different identities, um, um, seeing you say that, it makes another um, possibility open to me. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the main things, one of the first things, knowing um, uh, just your identity is, is significant for helping others. Um, and part mm-hmm. of stigma reduction is just saying, hey, me too. And, um, yeah. and there's another yeah. side to it. Oh, absolutely. And I know we'll get a little more into this um, after this commercial break. Um, but I know that I'd really love to also talk about, you know, because we have a lot of women that listen to the radio show here. And I really want to get into, you know, after that commercial break, you know, the perspective um, that you have for women, you know, in terms of, you know, just their well-being, their identity, and, you know, the, the Me Too movement was pretty big a few years ago, um, but it's a different Me Too that you're, you're, you're speaking to, and, and we'll definitely get into that. But we're going to take a commercial break now, Hakeem, uh, and we would like to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you by Connected Women of Influence and our partners, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all our sponsors and partners, and we're back to amplify your influence on Women Lead Radio with our dedicated dude, Hakeem Rahim. So, you know, Hakeem, before we, you know, went to that commercial break, uh, I know, you know, we were talking about, you know, just the multiculturalism and, you know, you being an advocate for, um, you know, just mental health really all the way around. And when we kind of left, we were talking about, or I wanted to talk about, um, you know, just the, your perspective on mental health and wellness for women. Uh, I know you have a lovely wife, uh, Fran, who uh, she's having a baby, your, your first baby yeah. in seven months, mm-hmm. and we're so excited for you. Congratulations for both you and Fran. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that Thank you, you so are just. <laughs> and you were the quintessential husband. I mean, I've just seen the way you care, you know, for each other because we know each other, you know, for, for a little bit here. Um, what was your perspective? I really want to hear, you know, where do you think with women, with 
mental wellness and, you know, just trying to juggle as much as women do and, you know, looking at it from your perspective, how can you um, maybe shed some light on that for women and maybe some things that can help them to cope with, you know, mental illness or, you know, what are, what are those resources? Sure, sure, sure. So, you know, first thing I don't want to <laughs> – well, one of the things that, that I really am getting from, from this pregnancy process is just, just a level of <laughs> – whole level of respect, <laughs> whole level of new oh, respect yeah. For, yeah. for the strength and, <laughs> and um, um, just, just phenomenal how, how women are and, and, and what you mm-hmm. – you know, um, what each of you go through to even just day-to-day but also just to bring life. You know, it's just – it's just an amazing yeah. um, to see. It's humbling, <laughs> you know. So, so that's, that's one of the first thing I would say. It, it, it truly is. It's truly humbling. So with that said, okay. you know, um, what I can offer is a few things um, and to this conversation around mental health and women. One of the, one of the things that I talk about in in my journey, in my healing journey, was that um, a few things. I, I, number one is that that I realized that that healing. Uh, is a true journey, not curing myself from mental illness, and that was a distinction that I had to had to really look at. Um, um, and and a few things that that really helped me on what I learned on the journey is number one, um, having mm-hmm. the right information. Um, number two is acceptance, and number three is choice. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. um, having the right information, what does that mean? You know, um, one one of the things I say is something. Some, it's that there was nothing. And there is nothing wrong with us. There just may be things that we do not know. There's nothing yeah. wrong with me. Yeah. There might be something I mm-hmm. do not know. And how did that? How did that show up for me? And how does that show up as as one of the things that I share? Well, in my mm-hmm. journey, I've um, sought counseling. So one of the one of the tools um, um, has been counseling for for the healing journey for so many. But counseling is important because it helps you look at your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. And help you know, mm-hmm. you know, to move from a space of pathology, like there's something wrong with me, to investigating. I'm human. You know, I have a yeah. right to feel the way yeah. I feel about my children, my job, my friends, you know. There's a yeah. right to feel that way. Um, and sometimes we think that there's something wrong with us versus mm-hmm. there's something that we do not know. So that's one of the first things I would say mm-hmm. is that knowing that, that, that sometimes it's access to the right information which mm-hmm. is the thing that helps us heal. Number two is acceptance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. acceptance is knowing that, you know, it's not my fault, but it is my mm-hmm. responsibility. Um, and sometimes I think there's a, a level of shame and blame and guilt, no matter across, uh, you know, from, 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 from across the board, but I definitely see it mm-hmm. from, especially in this experience with, with seeing my wife mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a soon-to-be mother, there's so much that mm-hmm. that um, that we carry, you know, one of the things I, I always think about is Brene Brown, where she talks about shame, mm-hmm. and sometimes shame can prevent that acceptance. So knowing that it's you know you know what I'm going through, yeah, right. What I'm going through is not my fault. Um, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is generational, whether it is um, um, uh, you know family history, what you're going mm-hmm. through is not your fault, but is a responsibility to to look at. And one of the things that I talk about is compassion. So having compassion for yourself, mm-hmm. um, um, for how you're feeling, what you're going through. 
Um, and then also looking at your strengths, you know, one of the things I had to look at on my journey is that um, it can seem like a, a level of brokenness, but there's also tenacity. Um, there's also strength in going through what I've gone through. There's also a demonstration mm-hmm. of love for the people around me that I could not mm-hmm. have gone through this on my own. So what are the mm-hmm. strengths that, that, that we see in our lives, that you see in your life, that can lead to level acceptance and knowing that, that what you're going through or what you've gone through is not your fault. Um, and then one of the things I say is also choice. You know, we, we, we can change, but we have to choose to change. Um, and if you have That's to choose right. it over and over and over again, you know, and I think for me yeah. learning that I was not my medication, um, it's something mm-hmm. that is a tool that can help me. It does not define me. I have to choose that over and over and over again. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's all a process, but that's one of some of the things that I would say is that, you know, it's not your fault. What do we, mm-hmm. what information may you be missing? What do we have to accept and, and, and choosing to know over and over again, um, that, that new identity, a healthy sense of self. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I love the way you really, uh, break this down in terms of, you know, the, the, the way that you share and and let people know and and again you have a big platform you know i know that you've spoken over to over 100,000 uh youth in in schools colleges and you know different different uh places or platforms talking about mental wellness and mental illness and in your story and for women you know hakeem i know that we have a lot of entrepreneurs and and women who are professional women. And, you know, I know for myself, I mean, I own my own company. I've, you know, I've been an executive in the banking industry. So me too, you know, when, when we talk about that me too, where I had bouts of, you know, oh my gosh, how am I going to cope with this? How am I going to handle this? So today, you know, when, when we look at our society, we look at, you know, what's happening in the world, you know, with women and being entrepreneurs, you know, what do, what do you think, what do you see for, you know, the forecast in maybe within the next year um, for women, you know, who are, who are entrepreneurs and in business and really coping with, you know, the, the trying to do that balancing act with, you know, the house, the, you know, the career or the, you know, the company. What, what's your perspective on that? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I think it's, <laughs> it's not easy. You know, I think I think that's yeah. that's the first yeah, that's, thing is right, right, right. It's not easy, and I think that's where sort of that that compassion, that self compassion, um, comes in. You know, um, um, number one is 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 acknowledging like, hey, what I'm going through is not easy. You know, um, there's a speaker Tara Brock. She's a um, practice a, a, a mindfulness practitioner. She has a process called Rain. Um, um, so oh. called radical acceptance, where you have to acknowledge yeah. what you're going through, uh, and investigate what you're going through, naming what you're going through. Yeah. And, I, and I think yeah. um, um, that's not necessarily the exact uh, phrasing of it, but the first step mm-hmm. is saying what I'm going through is real, what I'm going through is not easy, um, mm-hmm. and I have to have, begin to have compassion for myself. So I think yeah. um, one of the yeah. first things that I would say is acknowledging what I'm going through is not easy. And again, yeah. going back to the piece of, well, if what I'm going through is not easy, knowing but maybe maybe there's somebody else going through it too. You know, I think mm-hmm. what I've seen from entrepreneurs 
is that it's isolating. It's a, it's a, can be a, a, a lonely journey if there's not intention to build community, you know? Um, So, so that's, that's two things that I would say is number one, that Mm -hmm. self-compassion, acknowledging Mm -hmm. that what you're going through is real and has merit. And then number two, Mm -hmm. um, uh, seeking community, um, and seeking uh, 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 whether it's community within information, like things that you may mm-hmm. not know, or community within others and, and, and that support from others. Yeah. yeah, that's great advice, Hakeem, because, you know, again, I think, you know, being your background and your experience and, you know, you also, uh, I want to put some, some light on the fact that you went before Congress. And tell us about that experience because I, you know, I did watch the um, the video and I mean it was just powerful. So tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So so in in 2014 I testified before the House of Representatives and in, in 2016 um, uh, before the Senate and it seems like ages <laughs> ages and ages ago. <laughs> now yeah, you know, still, given given still. everything that has transpired. <laughs> <laughs> but and and what I would say is that um, you know it was it was a it was an amazing experience to you know you know yeah. I believe that we all go through something to help somebody else to to, to think about yeah. the challenges and the struggles not only for me but family you know family goes through um, what you experience as well then to be able to come and say hey I can be I can lend my my voice before. Um, uh, individuals who have the potential to influence millions, yeah. you know, um, it felt saying. right. It felt yeah. that, that this is what um, this is what this is what I was supposed to do, um, and it was a very very powerful experience to to be able to to to, to you know to raise my hand once again yeah, and, okay. and say you know um, uh, uh, this is real and there's another side mm-hmm. to it, and we also have to uh, put resources behind what we're doing in order to help others. Yes, absolutely. I mean that that that's a given. And and I would imagine, you know, when when you think of going before, you know, testifying in I mean in such a place that is just so magnificent, you know, to be able to do that. What was going through your mind when, you know, when you took a seat and all of a sudden you were had to be on point with your, you know, testi- testifying and just the information that you were going to be sharing? Yeah, I mean, for for me, more so was, you know, this this is, I'm here, but it's more than me. You know, it's not necessarily yeah. about me. how can I be this conduit for, um, for others. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things I I will say is that, uh, you know, we you can struggle, but don't have to be struggling. And for mm-hmm. me, you know, um, this journey has can be, you know, filled with challenges, but um, mm-hmm. if you know, if if I can contribute in some sort of way to help others um, struggle less, you know, um, how can you know how can that how can I serve in that way? And that that was that was another mm-hmm. another way to to do that, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and that was that was that was key for me, you know, that that was one of the things for me that was so um, apropos for that particular moment. How can I how can I mm-hmm. serve? Let me step aside. Oh, that and that I I just think that's 
remarkable that, you know, the way you share that. And, you know, and that's how I see you, you know, being that person that really wants to help as many people as possible because of your experience. And you can share from real life experience. You know, and, yeah. and it's not only that, you have the education behind it to really, you know, reinforce, you know, the, the ways that the modalities that people can uh, use or, you know, really kind of get in check with themselves, you know. And, Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. And, you know, speaking of, you know, kind of self and self-care, what are some of those things that you practice? Uh, if you would be willing to share with, with our audience, you know, self-care that you would recommend for women and, of course, men, too, because we have, uh, you know, male listeners, too. So what, what are some of those things that are self-care items that you, that you really want to um, share with our audience? Sure, absolutely. Um, me- meditation, of course, is um, – well, not, of course, not everybody does meditation, but meditation is, mm-hmm. is a, a powerful tool. Um, uh, that that's the daily practice, journaling, really having mm-hmm. a container for your thoughts, for your ideas, for things that you may not want to share with anybody else, right? Yeah. Um, having that <laughs> container, just just getting it down, um, five minutes, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so journaling, you know, meditation, um, mm-hmm. um, some of the other things is you know, uh, yoga and, and, and working out and, and martial arts. So making sure you have your body moving. Um, that that's yeah. so important your for your well-being your diet you know looking at sometimes it's the lack of nutrients in your diet that right. may be leading yep. to mental health issues anxiety depression um now for me i was vegan for over um uh, 15 years but what really? i realized was that <laughs> yeah nice what I, but what i realized it was i was lacking nutrients which was leading to mm-hmm. some of my you know, exacerbating mental health issues. So one of the things mm-hmm. to look at is um, your diet. Your how uh, how can you how can your diet be influencing your mental well-being, and how can it empower you, um, right? Yeah. And yeah. and emotions, emotional clearing. So there's a, mm-hmm. a practice that that I um, I've learned from 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 different uh, teachers, and, and really looking at how do you release emotions on a daily okay. basis. Um, so, so those, those are a, a lot of healing modalities that, that, um, that are, are very powerful that we can, in, you know, incorporate in the daily to, to assist us. They, yeah, those, those are great modalities. And, you know, we, I know we have a couple of more minutes. So with meditation, you know, I, I do meditation daily and I do also deep breathing. And if I don't, get it in in my morning routine it really impacts my day so then i'll just stop and say you know what i don't care what i have going on i need to stop and it really does you know put things in perspective for you and it and it really kind of clears that mind and i like the way you you talked about you know emotional clearing you know that's something that i think a lot of us are not in touch with our emotions you know because we're just going through our day-to-day wouldn't you agree absolutely yeah, because people, I think they just, they're mechanical. They just kind of go through their day, and it's like, oh, they have an epiphany, and they had something that they should have been doing, but they forgot. Um, but uh, the, the men, well, actually, the um, morning routine that you have, do you do these kind of things every morning, or do you, you know, do them 
at a certain time? What What do you? Yeah, so so I, I try to get them in every every morning, at least at least a portion mm-hmm. of them, and and again practicing that compassion for yourself and and for others when you don't you know get the things yeah. in that you that you would like to do, <laughs> but right and and just trying to get it in throughout the day, but um yeah. but but those practices at least getting in in one or two. Um, um, can make the difference, as you were saying. You know, you can notice the difference when you when you don't do it. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, looking to incorporate it for for your everyday. So um, oh, uh, that's and 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 part of it is if there if you don't have a practice or anybody out there doesn't have a practice, just starting somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't exactly. it doesn't mean you have to do um, you know uh, an hour of meditation. Just start with two minutes. Start with three minutes. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's a lot of great mm-hmm, podcasts now, and there's a lot of great platforms that have short meditations where you can just start. Yes, and and I I definitely agree with that because that's something that we have it at our fingertips, and it's easy. And like you said, just a couple of minutes, you know, to get started with those baby steps. And you know, we're we're about a minute away from the show ending, but I would love to find out how our listeners can get a hold of you. Sure, sure. That, so my, my website, HakeemRaheem.com. I'm also on uh, LinkedIn and um, my my email, Hakeem at HakeemRaheem.com. And as we mentioned, I do a lot of work with universities, so um, keynotes and talks, um, also companies, corporations, nonprofits, and, of course, schools. So really um, letting folks know that, hey, it's okay, sometimes – we we just don't have the right information. Maybe there's something mm-hmm. we haven't accepted or chosen that is leading to our, our our mental health and mental well-being, our challenges, our struggles, and 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 we deserve that that well-being. We deserve that healing. Um, and mm-hmm. and if we can have these conversations, at least it at least it begins to crack that door open. Absolutely, absolutely. Well. Uh, that's our show for today. We hope you gain new ideas and wisdom from our powerful guest, Hakeem Rahim. Thank you, Hakeem, for being our dedicated dude today on Women Lead Radio on Amplify Your Influence. And a special oh, thanks to our listeners. Yes. And, and a special uh, thanks to our listeners in the U.S. and our international listeners and followers, too. And we'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio on radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. It's been my absolute pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and remember to build your influence authentically and compassionately. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.